yeah. Doug, what's going on, Doug? You look you look you look like you're you look like you're happy actually. You got a you got a content. Yeah, yeah I'm very happy. You he's, look like you know eating things. You yeah, you got a happy like I just came face. You know mm. what I mean? The relaxed how would you know that face? Huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? Actually, yeah. On another don't dude, yeah. Don't answer that question, yeah. actually. That, that, that's what he said. This whole, <laughs> this whole father-son thing's been creeping me out for a whole year now already. <laughs> well, you know, I sit over here on the side yeah. here. Yeah, thank you God. never know what's going on. He's got great skin. Yeah. He's got great skin. He does have great skin. So last week I called for reviews, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, if we get 12 reviews, I'm giving out four shirts. Mm. What many, happened? How many reviews do you think we got this week? 10. It better be 12. <laughs> exactly 12. Yes, exactly right 12. Uh, in other uh, words, people. some smart kid actually went and got 10 of his friend's phones, hey. Doug, and if we in 12 or 10 different and reviews, guaranteed himself, guaranteed himself at least that one, is, maybe two shirts. Smart kid. Yeah. Smart kid. Very sure. smart. <laughs> or we just have awesome fans. Yeah. yeah. We do have awesome fans. So who's the winners? Well, the first one is Tam Newman. And this one's very notable because I don't know if it's a, a man or a woman, uh, but Doug. you're just being general neutral. Gender neutral. There you yes. go, gender neutral. Yeah. I said that weird. This person. I had a stroke. I had <laughs> it doesn't a stroke. matter. It doesn't matter. You had a stroke while you, I was talking for a second. Adam's stroke. <laughs> this person had given us there. four stars. Oh. Originally. Oh. You know, but I, now they changed it to five they stars. They came back on to give us a, a, a five star. Well, we should read that one because that's special. Yeah. That's never happened before. Let's read that yeah, one. Yeah, I previously gave this podcast four stars, stars because I felt that sometimes... They take too long to get to the fitness content. What? <laughs> However, I found that it's the first podcast I put on when in the car because they make me laugh. The fitness advice is science-based and not woo BS, and I've learned a lot. Now that I've listened to probably 40 episodes, and the fact that it's my favorite podcast means I need to amend my review to five stars. People Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, that but we're not giving you shit because you gave us a four the first time. <laughs> okay? So you're disqualified. You're not trusting us. Okay? You're disqualified yeah. for the But thank you. Thank you. But you don't get in... a damn thing. Right, Doug? Right? Uh, no. What? Tam, you are getting a shirt. Oh. <laughs> All right. You get a shirt. Yeah. All right. Next one up is Cody Boom Boom McBroom. Hey. There's a lot of boom booms. He sounds like a boxer from the 60s. Yeah. And Michael uh, Perez. <laughs> or a stripper. Is or our stri- next one. Boxer or yeah. stripper. That's a kind of prohibition, you know, bar owner. Yeah. Yeah. The boom boom room. Sorry. Boxer or stripper. Hey. That is a fun hey. game. That's not the fun game. It's the boom boom Boxer room. or stripper. Write that down, Boxer Doug. Okay. <laughs> one or the other. And then our final one is Mom Lifts. Oh, mom lifts. Mm. So we. we I'm, sure, I'm gonna repeat these lifts. in case you didn't catch you them sure because of all mil- the noise. It's not milfless. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tam Newman, Cody Boom Boom McBroom, Michael Perez, and Mom lifts. Mom lifts. Thank you very much. Uh, na- Milf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, iTunes name. Must be a uh, address. Shirt size to mindpumpradio@gmail.com. And for everybody else. Get on those reviews, and next week, if I get another 12, another four shirts are going out. Oh, the generosity. Ooh, the repeater. 15, you get a naked picture. The repeater has spoken. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews.
uh, dude, just did That's you, you, Adam? Did you tell Justin that we forever. almost killed someone the other day? What? <laughs> no. Oh, let me share. Did this. you tell him? Oh no, I have two. Great, no, you did. not I'm so excited, bro. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Don't even say. Don't let me tell the story. I can't tell the story. No, I'm a better story. So am I not in the inner, you know, Vegas circle? You're not yet. Well, no. Listen, Kate. Well, Sal, Sal and I had a sleepover the other night, so he came. We're hanging out all day. We made a and fort. Did you guys have uh, <laughs> s'mores? I got to tell this. We story. made a this fort. Okay, so beach uh, one, one of our good buddies is uh, he just got a job. He's a sales guy for uh, apartment complex, and he called Sal and I, and he wanted us to come down and like help him out with this presentation. So you know, being good buddies, we are we're like, yeah, sure, we'll come down and have him give us a tour and stuff like that, and we would critique him and yada yada, right? So uh, we decided to go both down there and go uh, say hi and say what's up to him. Well, we're on our way down there. And we're almost there and we're, we're, we're checking the address. You know, he said, he's sending us the address ahead of time and we're trying to find it. And I know we're close. It's off of Lincoln. And, uh, we're, we're driving, Sal's driving real, Sal's driving. I got the instructions where we're supposed to be. And, and we're, we're driving slow. Cause I'm looking at the addresses, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and by the way, we're not in like some big, busy, ad- it, it was, it wasn't it was on a, a big, it was a two lane street, it was, two lanes, it was yeah. a two lane street. He's on the right side, the closest side of the apartments he's looking for. Long story short, he's driving slow and, uh, there's this guy behind him and he's, and he, he lays on his horn and then he, and then he does it again. He does it a third time. <laughs> we need to preface this by the way, <laughs> because I got some, like, we talked about this in a previous episode. There's some shit going on. So so I'm under a little bit of stress, right? See, so I'm not I, my best. Have mood. you driven me before? I don't. I don't know. No. Yeah. No. See, yeah. you. I know you've got a temper, but see, I'm. I, it's hard to piss me off. It really is. It's just, I, shit rolls off me. But right. this fucker's laying on his horn, and then I look at my <laughs> rear, and I'm, I'm like, I, I tell Adam, like, this is the wrong fucking day. Like, usually I don't give a <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. But this is the Some wrong. You knew. This is the wrong day. Well, no, the, I, the best part was I'm I'm watching the inner struggle of him going on. I'm not yeah, saying because yeah. like, oh, me, I God. would talk some shit, bro. Like I'm, and, but I'm yeah. not trying to. I'm not trying to feel the fire in this situation because I know he's uh, he's a little more on edge than I am right now. <laughs> and you can see he's like this mother. He's looking at me he's like boiling. Get, he's looking at me to get yeah. approval. I can see it. He looks yeah. over. He's like, this motherfucker. Are you ready? Are you, yeah, yeah. Are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, bro. I said, you take you take him. You take the 65 year old age man. I got the 72 year old <laughs> grandmother that's with him, and we're gonna fuck these two up. Literally, that's what they no, are. No, no, no. He, he was young. He was young. It was, was his, it was, was his grandma. He wasn't younger than forty. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. No, this fucker's so forty. Year, forty year old, five foot two, little Asian man, and his grandmother, dude, honking on us. And Sal and I were about to beat some no, it, shit it down. Gets, oh, it gets no. better. He's laying on the fucking horn. I look up at my rear mirror, and he like waves his hand at me. So I'm like, I'm like, this. no, no, no. So I'm like, this, I'm like, I told Adam literally. So I said to him, I said, this is the wrong day. Yeah. He picked the wrong day to do Somebody, this. Shit. Somebody's going to go down. So then it gets worse. He rolls up next to me. I'm not making this up. Remember, 40 something year old, probably Vietnamese guy, I think he was. Yeah. And his mom. She's obviously his mom. She's like 60, <laughs> 70 something year old lady. I already am embarrassed. She's in the passenger side. He's the driver. He rolls up next to me slowly so he can fucking stare me down. No, he's not. Yes, it's <laughs> a slow roll stare. Bro. Oh, no. But like gangster. He's looking at me yeah. like he's going to fuck me up. Like, he's oh, like, oh, no. And he just, and I look, I'm looking at him and I'm in disbelief at this point. I'm like, is yeah. this really happening? Sal, he must, Sal kept looking back at me like, I swear he's checking for approval for me to jump in with him. No, I'm looking I'm like, at him like, am I losing my mind? Did that no, fucking dude this is real life? And I'm like, oh, man, I don't, you know, are we going to do this or what? You know, so, he's, he rolls the window down. I roll my window he down. He rolls the window down and Sal, yeah. Sal just, and that and fucker like, rolls any great poupon? Yeah. No, and that fucker rolls his window down he too. He rolls it down and you can see each time the guy did what? something like this, Sal was like, this is fucking, this could happen. He's like, you got my back, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm it's progressing. Sure, I'm not sure you're going to need it, but okay. Dude, he rolls his window down. I roll my window down and i'm like uh i said are you in a hurry 
He's like, yeah, no, I'm not in a hurry. I, you, you go slow. I said, I understand that, but are you in a, in a fucking hurry? I said, you have no idea who's in my car. Like, you don't know. I'm going to stand up out of this car, and you're going to soon realize that I can take you and fold you into origami puppet and then put you in my pocket for later. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm like, do you know? And this is what he says to me. I said, I said, can, you you don't know who's in this car. And he goes, you don't know who's in this car. And I'm like, this. <laughs> bro, bro, I started laughing. I rolled my window up. I'm like, okay, he's obviously crazy. I was already dying, bro. Uh, this guy. He's either crazy or he's, or he's packing heat. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he, he could clearly see in my car by that point. You see me and Adam. And you could tell by looking at us like, these guys could probably kill me. It was a little, it was a little funny trip for us, hard. man. We had, we had quite the time uh, spending it with my buddy. We get there, right? And... So we get there and he decides he's going to take us on a tour, right? He's going to show us a tour, show us all the rooms. And we're pretending like we're clients and going through the whole process and ask some questions about possibly leasing a place there. <laughs> and we're going through, right? And I have to pick on Sal. You're going to love this. It's a sport. Oh, thing. no. It's a sport thing. Right. Right? Yes, I am. I no, have to. Not. Yes, we're sharing this. Right. So, <laughs> but uh, you know what I meant. Oh, <laughs> he's already put no purpose. No, no, Stop you know it. No. I haven't heard this yet. Okay, so we're, we're, we're walking down the hall. Okay, this place is pretty dope. Okay? It's actually pretty sick. No, it's very cool. They have all these like entertainment rooms and all this stuff that you can lease. It's like for- a big fucking theater. Was well, the yeah, the, oh, nice. So we go into and he goes, Here, we're going to the media room. We go walk in and it's probably like, I don't know, a 50 millimeter. Uh, or 50 millimeter, whatever the whatever the big big like movie theater fucking yeah, screen 50 is. 50 millimeters. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> that's about, yeah. so it's one of those big ones. It's got uh, it's there, motherfucker. Yeah. You just yeah. fucked up right there. <laughs> <laughs> so you make fun. I don't. You're making yeah, fun of me. You, you I got that one. Yeah, 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 you got me. All right. So <laughs> whatever. So it's a big ass fucking it's screen. 50 milli- millimeters, yeah. but it's hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. So yeah. we walk into this thing, right? <laughs> it's it's dope. It's got uh, it's got like twelve seats that are uh, cap captain seats, like your lazy boy cup holders in it. It's stadium seating. It's actually pretty. It's, it's tits. sick. It's All tits. Right. All right. So I'm getting the picture. It's yeah. It's better than any like of the NBA players you've seen on cribs or anything like that. It's that <laughs> sick, right? It's better than any of those. Wow. So I'm I'm impressed. Uh, there's like four people that sit there in there, a couple girls, and they're uh, they're flirting with Sal, and so they're like, oh, who's the cute Italian guy? You can hear him like t- whispering back and forth. And Why, you don't have to lie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were there was they were trying to they were flirty but they didn't say that no they didn't say or did they no <laughs> you would tell they, me, right? they were they were eating shrimp and they offered it to us they yeah you guys uh, want some of our shrimp so back to my aka l- vagina sh- <laughs> 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 just kidding. heard that one before back to my you must have a story here <laughs> let me go get my condoms <laughs> <laughs> you must mean ass that's we look at our boy yeah. we look at our boy we're like sold we'll uh, we'll take the apartment yeah. actually yeah <laughs> Signed the lease. Where do we sign? Yeah, uh, got, yeah so, I got cash. Uh, so we're, 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 we walk out, right? They're, they're watching. They're watching football and stuff, and we, we come walking out, and he's like, "Dude, Sal's like that thing is fucking sick." That's I'm like, I'm like, no, bro. It's only we. It's fifty bucks an hour, bro. We could be in there all the time. He's like, seriously, we could throw Super Bowl parties in there all the time. And I go. Well, there's only Super Bowl one time, one time a year, <laughs> like every weekend, yeah, yeah. bro. So like, yeah, so like one, once a year, yeah, we could definitely do that. <laughs> and every and then everybody laughs. It's Super at my Bowl spend. weekend yeah. again. And, and so he gets he gets mad at me. and He's like, "Well, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I know there's not Super Bowl every weekend, but." <laughs> And everybody laughed. And everybody laughed. And everybody laughed. Listen, oh, two things here. Let me oh, let me no. let me just let the audience know what time it is. <laughs> number one. Number all the one. T- hey, all the time. All the time we're God, gonna be listen, there. Come on, number man. one. It's ne- funny. Listen, you've never heard of a theme party 
Huh? <laughs> I can throw a fucking Super Bowl party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Any kind of it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> big time event. Oh, that's going everybody, on. come over to my house. It's going to be a Super Bowl theme yeah, party. Yeah, it's you the never world, heard of that? Yeah, it's the World Series, yeah, but we're going to do a Super Bowl. World Series Super Bowl party. It's a Super Bowl. Where your where your favorite 2016 twice in a row. All right. I knew you would appreciate that. That's awesome, dude. you No, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's great. It's good. Yeah. And uh, now it's time to move on to the quad. <laughs> it is quad time. Motherfucking quad. <laughs> Beginning with Ian's Eats, one of our mastermind members. He's an. Hey, o- I know that guy. He's an OG. He is an OG. He's an OG. He, he has amazing fucking hair. He does. He makes me jealous every time I see it's his like, hair. So dude. I have. It's uh, like very Thor. Because I yes. know I know he's listening right That's now. That's exactly how I grow my hair out, but not quite that long. And I wear a, a, my straight yeah. build cap. I, not I, anymore, though. I, 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 Back I in the day. Yeah, fuck off. I had to grease the <laughs> shit out of my hair to get it to do what I wanted. <laughs> Bro. Uh, I'm going to get jabs all the rest of this episode because of that story. <laughs> <I was laughs> <telling. laughs> let, me yeah. tell you, no, let me tell you about Ian because I know he's listening right now. Ian's, uh, I think he's, I think he's popular with the ladies. I get the feeling yeah. that he's popular because you can kind of tell. He's those, those crystal he blue is. eyes. He is, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. is. he is. Absolutely. Is. All right, let's answer. Your, we're going to answer your question. Hopefully, hopefully, I, ca- I caught him calling the fancy fitness hotline while you're time. with your girls. You're listening. Yeah, the background music. So Ian's question is: What is the advice that you would give your 22 year old self when dealing with business and running companies? Sell drugs. Don't get caught. Invest your money. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the fuck are you telling my story for, bro? <laughs> Not even your turn. Uh, the the advice I would give my 22 year old self, um, God, that's uh, good because it's tough. Because it's like if I could, here's the thing: if I was 22 and someone told me some shit, I'd have to learn it for myself a lot of times. Yeah, you kind of have to go through those pitfalls, and and it depends on the business. There's so much you could learn. I would say this: this is what I would say: uh, prepare yourself for the fact that you're not going to get money and glory uh, for a while. It's going to take a long time before you see any type of success. So you're in it for the long haul. Yeah, I'm like think bigger, work harder. Yeah. You know, like like I want to if I was to to think about myself back then like you know, think about the the riskiest, you know, m- most monumental thing that I want to accomplish and start pounding away at it then, you know. Mm-hmm. I I used to give a, a a poker analogy with this and <clears throat> and I I started my first business of when course. I was a teenager. And uh, when you first start off, uh, you typically, you know, you're young, you don't have a lot of collateral, so you, you, you can't take huge risks, you know, but it's nice because, you you know, either you live in your parents, or you have a good situation when you're younger. And so maybe you can do some, maybe a little bit of risk because you have something to fall back on. So you start off your first business and to me that's like, okay, you've, you've worked, you've had money, a little bit of money and now you're, you're pushing, you know, some of your chips in and you're going all in. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to start this little business and go after this venture and all in is in a lot of risk right now because you don't have a lot yet. So it's kind of cool if you fail, whatever. You're back to doing whatever. You're young still. That was my mentality. Uh, <clears throat> and then and then you have your first business. And maybe you 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 win your money back and maybe a little bit some. Or maybe you don't even get your money back. Maybe you don't quite. But then you don't lose all of it. But you got a great learning experience from that business. And now now you're getting a little bit older and it's time for you know another business. Uh, business venture that you want to do but this one's you know got way more potential than the first one you ever did but it also requires uh, a little more money and it's a little more risk and there's a lot more Always, to go yeah. into it so you know the, to shorten this long story up is as as you continue to progress like that you got to know 
that the the bigger this business is going to be for you, the more sacrifice, the more work, the more the more everything it's going to be. Well, the bigger the so, stakes, yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, and and so you just keep keep that in mind as you're going through. It gets it, a lot of people like to say it gets easier. It doesn't get easier. It gets tougher. So yeah. you know, and it takes people that make uh, millions of dollars are very, very special people. And, you know, whether, and, and I know a lot of times people like to point out somebody who was lucky or this or that. You know, if no, you're, For the majority of people who worked them way to that point. Yeah. yeah. Not, and not if you built it from a business. If you built a million dollars from building yeah. a business, I mean, you, you, you definitely put some fucking hard work that was not paid for for a very long time to probably get to that point. Well, here's how I look at or it. Or you like, start with two million, like Trump. You know? Yeah, <laughs> hey, kind of helps. He turned it into billions. I know? hey, that's awesome. Think but, about it this but, way: you start a business, you've got nothing. You've got you know, you've just got some money you saved up. You start up a business, and now it's making you like decent money. But in order to make that business grow, you got to put that on the line now. And this is why the what Adam's talking about: the bigger it gets, the more the bigger the stakes. Because now you're sacrificing what you've already built, whereas before you're just sacrificing mm-hmm. a little bit of money and, and really nothing, right? Think about that. Like, okay, I'm starting this new sandwich st- shop. Uh, oh, now I've got one location and it's successful. Now I'm going to open two more. It's putting the one that's finally successful at risk if, with the other two because I'm putting more money into it. And what if those two suck real bad and I get a bad reputation, Whoa. whatever? So that's it's just the stakes get bigger as you grow, and, and you've got to know that you're that kind of person. That can do that because I think entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs are kind of born with that attitude, not born successful, but born with the attitude that they like to take those. They, yeah. you know, they prefer to bust their ass and take those risks and keep swinging the bat. Well, it's really yeah, it's just putting yourself in a really uncomfortable position. If you're that young, it's really hard to think in those terms. Like, you know, you're you're trying so hard to make money and then like you know, be chill and have all these cool things to hang out with your friends with and all that kind of stuff. And that's a pretty typical mentality when you're young. If, you know, the exception is the person that's like, you know, I've made X amount of money, blah, blah, blah. And then you put it back into business or you put it into like, uh, you know, like savings or, or pursuits not even to be touched. You know, that these are all disciplines. You're talking about uh, somebody, if they have like the, that kind of discipline when they're really young, holy shit. Oh, the, uh, that's it. I love you. I'm glad you touched on that. I used to do this. I this love was you too. Um, <laughs> so. I love you guys. Uh, I to piggyback off of what Justin said. Um, piece of advice. This may be something you you use. You may not. Uh, there's no real formula or number to this, but this is what I used to do. So as as my businesses that I started doing different things started taking off, and I actually started making pretty good money. Uh, and then that, then at a young age, that's tough. It's tough. It's uh, it's well, it's not that tough. It's awesome, you know. But the the tough part is doing what Justin's saying is learning to have that those disciplines of seeing the future of where the business could eventually go because a business is always growing or dying. And a lot of times we get all excited and we start celebrating as soon as it grows to a point where you actually get to put some money in your pocket and you don't realize you got to continue that same grind and and push. You should maintain that. To, right? Yeah, just to maintain that. And if you wanted to elevate it, you're probably going to have to put, once again, push more yeah. chips in, right? You start knocking sleep off. <clears throat> so from a saving perspective, like Justin was saying, I used to I used to tell myself, you know, you know no matter how much money I made in, in a month, the, the surplus. So let's say I had bills X amount of dollars and I'm, I'm left over with, you know, let's say a few grand I'm left over in the month. Then, uh, and we'll say two grand just for shits and giggles. Then I would have to save at least $1,000 would have to go, you know, reinvest it into my business or I would save it for whatever future endeavors. And then, Hey, I would reward myself and be able to buy stuff or do things. Now, some people are great savers and they like, they could save all $2,000. Kudos to you. 
for me and and I think those that have been listening to the show for a long time know that I like I like nice things I like but at the same time too I also learned at a very young age because I didn't have anything growing up that I'd have to be responsible to I couldn't just flounder all the money that I had and just blow it on whatever and not have a plan and not have a direction all the time so and if you want to keep shit really real and get behind like I tell you what Ian like <clears throat> this is what we're talking about right now the all four men in this room are dealing with as we speak yeah. Uh, oh, it's it's never ending. No, it's, and right now we're going through probably a, the biggest. This it's is a new step, a new level well, that we've well, never seen before. Okay, the let's, biggest. Let's yeah. keep this real. All all four men in this room are very very successful entrepreneurs outside of Mind Pump. We brought on, we started with Mind Pump with this great vision and that we wanted to do and 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 a lot of that was really giving back to the fitness industry and we wanted to see some things change, knowing that it could possibly turn into something really big. Obviously, we wouldn't have started it if we didn't think it could turn it into something big. And it has, and it and it's gotten to the point where it's so big, the four of us are now looking at ourselves going like, holy shit, it, we're at this point where we need to make a decision whether we push all our fucking chips in and we retire everything else we're doing and put it into what we love doing, which is this right now. And a lot of us are right now, we're kind of, we're checking the water. It's like we're putting our toe in and we're like, fuck, that's a lot. We're risking a lot because now yeah. we're not little kids anymore. We're not 22 years old, just starting a first business, making a little bit of money. Now we got a lot, everybody in this room has a lot at risk. And it's it's a very, very tough situation to be in. But I also think that, you know, everyone in here is very mentally tough and has been through enough businesses in the past to, to know what it takes to and get there. I'll tell you this much. Right. If I was a single 22-year-old guy, look, I I, I mean, simple. I was, I'm still like that. If, if I was on my own, very simple. I don't need shit. I need a bed and a shower. I could get, I mean, that's literally, yeah. I, or I'll sleep in the gym. That's the truth. I had, I would have no problem doing that, taking all my shit. If I had a gym, for example, and I was starting off a new fitness industry, I would sleep in a fucking room in the gym. I have no problem with that. So you've got to, you've got to be one of those people that you got to be a, a crazy. You got, it's a little bit. Yeah. You're like a little bit we, crazy. We and, are a little crazy, and I'm willing to do that. The difference now is I have a family to support right. and all that stuff. That makes that's a different risk. Cause, that's a stage. Now you're risking, you know, things involving your family, which is even more intense. Right, right. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, don't be afraid to be a. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't be afraid. Yeah. Yep. T. Jones 2787 is asking, while fasting, will any supplements break the fast? Supplements that, uh, calories, so fats, proteins, or carbs will break the fast. There's some uh, controversy as to whether or not uh, branched amino acids will break the fast because like, uh, uh, like leucine, for example, will initiate certain hormonal responses in the body that might, for example, it might, it might raise insulin a little bit. Yeah. Um, and they say, oh, that's not good because then you're out of that fasting stage. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I'd like to see like, you know, re real studies on it. But, you know, and look, there's studies right now done on fasting where uh, they're doing these are long fasts, by the way. We're not talking about the ones that we recommend. I'm talking about like studies on like legit five day type fast. And they're they're coming out with and there's instead of saying don't eat no food for five or don't eat any food for for five days and drink water. We're just going to eat 500 calories a day for five days and that will be your fast and they're finding very similar results hmm. so there's a lot a lot of different ways to do this we uh we put it all out and broke it all down for you uh with our uh intermittent fasting guide we have at mindpumpradio.com so yeah. we kind of break it down the thing about fasting is this if you're fasting for performance and fat loss um there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it mm -hmm. if you do it wrong you're you're gonna notice some dramatic you're gonna notice some big drops in performance and you could you know it, it could not be good for you if you do yeah. it right, it can be very healthy. You have to know your goals, you know, to achieve through it too. You know, like if it, you know, you're trying to get lean, but you're and you're also trying to promote, you know, building muscles. Like you have to account for all those things. And well, um, 
there's we there's uh, what do we have six? Is there six, six different fasts in there? Different mm-hmm. types. So yeah, yeah like we, we listen. Games. There's a lot. There's a lot of different yeah. ways you can do that. A lot of people think that warrior oh, diet. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's different proof kind of methods. And that kind of stuff. That's once again why we, uh, we there, we're not out here to say this way is the best way or this is better than this way. You know, sharing it with you guys, teaching the science behind it, and then explaining, hey, find what works for your lifestyle. Yeah, and see honestly. Find the one that that sounds like oh that that I could do that yes. you know like that that makes sense within what I'm already doing first you know go with that and then that's when you start playing around with it because in reality which is in the guide too we talk about all these benefits that you're gonna you're getting in any of those fasts you do you're getting these benefits from that so it like Justin said it's it's about finding what what works well for you and and once you figure that out and then you incorporating. Uh, it into your lifestyle on a regular basis because where the science is proven and where we will tell you is the facts are there. It's it, there's a lots of health benefits behind it. Period. And bottom line, you have to do it. Is you it know, long enough to yeah. really see the benefit and, exactly. do it, and do it right? You have to do it the right, right, way. right. Exactly. But but to, to go back to the original question about supplements, if the supplements don't contain any calories, then you're probably okay. Yeah, and they were actually asking. I just went back and looked at the whole question. It was the only one that had any could possibly have any calories is the BCAA. The rest was like you know creatine and uh, yeah, and even, and just BCAAs is, aren't calories because it's not a complete protein. But I there's a look. There's a whole debate about it. And here's the thing: Why would you take branched amino acids uh, throughout the day unless it was like pre or post workout? Besides that, you you probably wouldn't anyway. But there's some argument arguments to whether or not that. Because of the changes it might elicit in the body, that that might break a fast. I, I think they're splitting hairs there. So I think as long as it has no calories, you're probably fine. Yeah. Next qua. Dan R87. Can switching from mini bulks to mini cuts mess up your metabolism? Mm. The up opposite. Your, mess up your hair. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> the opposite. What will mess up your metabolism is going uh, low for a long periods of time, uh, beating your body up during that process or from massive gains and massive losses uh, that tends to have, uh, you know, cause issues with the body. But the whole concept between a mini bulk and a mini cut is that you're only in a surplus or a deficit for three, four weeks at a time, maybe even two weeks at a time. And what you're trying to do when you're doing a mini cut and a mini bulk is you're trying to gain the benefit of the either surplus or deficit and negate or at least minimize some of the, uh, the bad effects. For example, when you're bulking, excess calories, uh, we know this, excess calories will cause an anabolic response to the body. It will make your body want to build muscle. So if you're already lifting weights properly and then you bump your calories on top of it, you're more likely to build more muscle as a result. <clears throat> However, do it long enough, even after a couple weeks, and the body loses that muscle you know, building effect and goes, just starts to you know, want to gain body fat. Mm-hmm. So now you went from building lean mass to just getting fatter and this is why you see a lot of people who are doing these long bulks and they, they, they're just, you know, I gained, you know, 20 pounds and, you know, like 13 pounds of it is fat. Well, that has to do with your insulin sensitivity too, right? What's all, going on? all those things. Your body adapts. <clears throat> so in a sense, this is really enhancing your metabolism more than, you know, anything else. Absolutely. And the same thing with a cut. Like you go in a deficit, you'll burn body fat, you stay in a deficit too long, you start losing muscle or your body starts to adapt and your metabolism starts to slow down. But if I was in a deficit for a couple of weeks... And then with with a small surplus. And look, if you're looking for long term long term cut, because I've had people ask me that. Well, what if I want to just get leaner? Well, then this is how you utilize it. You do a deficit for two weeks. You do uh, surplus for a couple days, and then you go maintenance for a few days, and then you go back down to uh, you know a, a deficit. So it's that same kind of philosophy of moving the calories around a little bit to keep the body 
a lot adapting. of people a lot of people don't realize the importance of that and and, and the reason why I asked you to retouch on the insulin was that the the two the two big ones are insulin for the building and then the leptin for when I'm cutting. So the two these are extremely important. These hormones are extremely important to your your overall results when you're trying to go either either direction. And both of them start changing and adapt, like he says, when you run any of them for a long period of time. And the last thing that we want when we're when we're cutting is for our leptin levels to keep dropping, dropping, dropping through the floor because that's the hormone responsible for telling your brain to kick up and start metabolizing because it's got extra calories or it's been fed and so that's works to our benefit so by doing what sal said by spiking back up for a few days what that does is it respikes yeah, it resets, the, it resets it shoots the leptin levels back up and and pay attention to when you do that because here's where people always screw up they do that right and then boom the second day metabolism is fucking roaring you will feel it and when you feel it you're hungry you're <laughs> you're hungry and so then the, this people go like oh they my god fight I, these I got hunger these, demons exactly again. now and then they start feeding themselves like crazy because they feel like okay I'm, I'm not supposed to be hungry and now i'm gonna feed myself and then you over consume but because of that now what you got to do is stay disciplined to your plan so if you're shooting you shoot back up on that day and then you go to back to maintenance like sal was saying you got to stay at the maintenance yeah, you clerk, gotta just do the and you're gonna here's where that appetite control comes in but you got to learn to embrace that feeling as man that's that's a good sign that's me learning to read my body what i just did i just came off of cutting for two or three weeks in a very low low calorie i'm in a deficit every day and then boom i spike i shoot up my my caloric intake by about 20% over my probably my maintenance is what I would do. I spike it up and then I come back down to my maintenance. Now, when I come back down to my maintenance, uh, my stomach is just growling throughout the day. But then I'm going like, yes, I felt it. I did what I was supposed to do. That's what I'm looking. That's what I want to happen mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. So it, that actually goes right into the next quad. I see that up on the board wow. there, Doug. Yeah. CTM one. Uh, how about scheduled refeed days? Oh, exactly. That's perfect. Right. That's perfect. Right into what we were talking about. So a refeed day is different than or should be different than a uh, cheat day. And he said that on there. He he, yeah. he was specific. He knew what he was talking about. So a cheat day, typically the way people will use it, it's like, uh, it's my free day. I get to eat whatever I want, so I'm going to eat a bunch of shit, right? Yeah. Donuts and ice cream. Woo. The this, the refeed day is similar in concept to like the mini bulk, mini cut in the sense that I'm going to boost my calories uh, for a couple days or for a day to keep my leptin levels where I want them so I can continue to keep my metabolism roaring. Um, with the refeed day though, you're not eating shitty food. You're just you the probably the best way to do it is kind of eat what you've been eating, the healthier food, and then just eat more of it. Little, yeah, or, or yeah. just a little. You add like one little thing on top of that, or That's something. Yeah, extra simple. You know, like you know, uh, like cheese on everything. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey babes, hey babe, that's, can, that's totally what I Can do. you put some cheese on my yeah, cheese? Just gotta put that cheese on it. <laughs> now the the mm, only place that a refeed. A refeed gets really uh, technical is when you start getting lower lower body fat percentage. And I don't remember what episode. I know uh, it was quite a while back. I talked about this um, and because I don't have the numbers in front of me and I don't have a photographic memory like this douche next to me. Um, I can't Talking remember. Doug? Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't. I don't. I don't remember. At least he smells fresh. <laughs> I can't. I hate him for that, dude. It's so unfair. It's like literally, I just, I not only talked about this, I read about it recently, and then I can't even remember the exact numbers. But I know he would it's see like, it. Makes me angry. He would see it one time, regurgitate it ten times better yeah, than yeah. I could. You and know? This so. demonstrates how marijuana affects people differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know, you know who else could do True that? True story. Johnny Five. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna start calling you Johnny Five. You want a new nickname? Uh, there you go, Johnny, Johnny Five. Five. All right. So, so what? It, where I'm getting at with this is, as you get lower in your body fat percentage, and we're gonna use rough numbers. You can look them up, or I'll try and find them later for you. Uh, let's say I'm a, I'm a male and I'm below uh, six. Yeah, pretend per- with me. Yeah, yeah <laughs> pretend <stay> with. <laughs> I'm below six percent body fat. Okay, I'm below 6% body fat. I have very little room to play with. So I'm talking to these people only right now. Those people actually need a refeed probably every two to three days top. So you don't want to be in a deficit longer than about three days and then refeed up again. Because your body is, you're so lean. Yes. It's your, your I mean, and ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's a borderline unhealthy uh, uh, lean, right? It is. So your body's going to fight it differently. And yeah. I remember specifically... I, when I did photos a while ago, I got yeah. the leanest I'd ever got. Skeletor lean. And it was it was uh it was way it was a whole different level of cravings. It is. Yeah. It was another level. Like I can get hung- hungry now, it's not a big deal. Man, it's like I would fucking fantasize yeah. about a about a food all mm-hmm. fucking day. Like think about it like, oh my God, that's so and just get a boner. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I'm thinking about it. And it, it, it Drop out of the sky, and I would, I would, I would fantasize about like a strawberry. It's like a ridiculous level it of craving because your body doesn't want to be that lean. Yes, thank you for that elaborate uh, explanation. No problem. Yeah. Explaining because we all have a visual now. I had to throw in boner. So okay, now now what's hop you up to the next category? You're between six and ten percent body fat. This person probably needs to refeed somewhere between every four to seven days. Uh, once again, you're, you're pretty low still, but you're not, I mean, we, we still got some body fat that, you know, our body's potentially going to want to use and you're not as worried about it sacrificing any muscle. So, and your levels are already low because you've been, you're so depleted and low. So shooting it back up is going to become more important and more often. Uh, as you get further out than that, like let's say 15% or North of that. Now it becomes something refeed really is only necessary every two to three weeks. You know, and then once we get up into obese, or you're really, really overweight, the, the then you're probably fine. Yeah, then you're probably fine. You're, you're. This is that's a great point because I could see people who are, you know, seventeen percent body fat, and they're like, oh, I heard on Mind Pump, I need to do a refeed. Yeah. So I'm gonna refeed every every other day. Yeah. No, it's not. And then <laughs> and then when you do do a refeed, a refeed should be somewhere between ten to twenty percent a surplus of what your maintenance is for that day, you know, or spread out over two to three days in an even smaller amount. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not supposed to be go bananas that day because it's your day off and cheat like a motherfucker and go over by a thousand calories because most certainly you've been coming off of it. That'll just shoot yourself in the foot because you just have come off of being so low and lowering your lifetimes and then you overdo it. Guess where all those extra calories are going? You, they're not all going to good use. A lot of those extra calories. That's right, cottage cheese. That's right. Exactly. Those dimples in your ass. Mm, Slap them. (laughs) John Alva 7. Another OG. Yep. How do you keep clients after they have achieved their goals? Oh, that's easy. That's easy. Uh, What you do, once they got to their goal... You want to start training them incorrectly because then, <laughs> then they'll continue need to need your yeah, services. It's like the ongoing pyramid. That I'm getting fatter again. That's yeah. what happens. Let's just keep working out. Let's no. go back the other way. Uh, you gotta. You have to. You have to give them uh, a lot of value. And your value as a trainer, when you've been with someone for three, four, five, six plus years, is isn't always your your fitness knowledge. It's it's just you. It's your. Yeah. It's who you are. It's your companionship, camaraderie, yeah, camaraderie all that stuff. Because you're right. I've I've trained people for ten years who 
I mean, in that 10 year period, I could have turned them into personal trainers, mm-hmm. but they continue to see me because of the guidance, because of the other types of values that I present. So uh, I, I think that's kind of, because that's a whole nother level, right? Well, and you, you end up developing relationships with these people, you know, they're, they're friends, they're confidants, you know, it just becomes one of those things where you look forward to seeing each other, you know, just like anybody else that you like. You know, and so that's that's really how you got to look at it. You got to be likable and you got to treat these people with, you know, the same respect and care that you did the that first you do day. Your, yeah, the Ex- first day and, and just like your friends and family. Exactly. Treat them that way like you did day one when you're trying to get them to hire you for the first time. Yep. That's how you train them, you know, year 10. They're always that yeah. person. If anything, it's funny because I've had people call me um, and want to, you know, hire me as a trainer. And uh, it's only happened a couple times uh, where somebody says, you know, oh, you know, get, just give me a discount. You know, it's my first time. And this is what I always respond. I say, look, if I'm going to give anybody a discount, it's going to be to my client that's been with me for 12 years. It's not going to be to you, brand new guy that I don't really care about. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> all excellent advice. When you clear your throat, you're going to say something different. Like, <clears throat> I did. I have a complete like, uh, I'm going to let you guys finish. Theory. And then I'm going to say go. the truth. <laughs> I'm going to address some, some wisdom on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the, all that I think is super, super important uh, from the from the money aspect and sales and actually because for business reasons, it's good for you to keep those clients for as long as you possibly can. Uh, this is what I do. Um, when you start off, first of all, the difference between a good closer and a great closer is this. A good closer can push anybody into a sale. A great closer will pull somebody into a sale. And I think of while I'm training a client, I'm I'm setting up a close. And my mm-hmm. ultimate close is you're going to train with me for the rest of my life. And you continually draw pictures. And yeah. so what I'm doing is I'm always kind of planting seeds of future goals for us. Not We're focusing on something right now, whatever that may be, weight loss, flexibility, whatever we're doing currently right now. But I'm starting to plant subtle seeds into his or her mind about future things I would love to work on with them. And, you know, like, like, let's say I just did this recently with somebody who, you know, I, we've accomplished their fitness goals as far as like weight loss. That was what they first came to me. I want Adam, I want to lose 15 pounds and be healthier. All that stuff's great. But then I'll say, you know, what I'd really love to do is work on your strength. You know, I want to work on your strength. We haven't really focused on that. You know, I, I, you look great here. I'd like to do this. And I, I, I paint that picture for them, what that's going to look like with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not pushing them into the sale. I'm just kind of explaining what it would be yeah, like. If anything, you're actually being a guide. You're being their fitness right. guide. Yeah. You know? And, and, I, and I'm slowly getting them comfortable uh, with the idea of doing that. So then when it comes time to re-sign our contract or re-up or however you set up your training sessions and pay, uh, it's a really easy transition because then it's like, you know, are you excited? You want to start the working on your strength now over the next four to six weeks? And, you know, it's an easy transition. And, you know, as soon as I start that phase where I've already got the plan, we're sitting out, I'm yeah. training his or her every day. And now I'm See, like about- the ongoing assumption close. It right? is. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I've, I've done both. So I've had people that just train with me just because they like me or like to hang out, whatever. But also, same thing. Like you do, you do want to still, you know, be a part of this profession and, and and get them to adapt and and experience new avenues of fitness or health so you know i guess a focal point would be something definitely yeah find find a focal point find something that they can master you know even if it's just an exercise or something like that that you, you know we let's really Absolutely. nail this down the technique the biomechanics you know you have then it comes other problems come up, whether it's stress or it's like pains. Those are always things that you're going to address, you know, and, and their body's going to change There's two over thi- time. That's it. Per- that's perfect because there's two things that I that really just came to me because I don't really, you know, I think about this sometimes, but I don't really go into depth. And while you were talking, Adam, I was thinking, because I don't listen when you talk, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was thinking because you were, you, were, you were saying some good stuff. 
w- one thing um, is that when I train people a long time, new goals come up naturally also. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to have a baby, I'm getting married. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about doing this run or whatever. And so these things start to come up and then I become the guide on those. Uh, and then what were you, you were saying something else about, um, like God, pains and, uh, there you go. Yeah. That was a bit, that's another big one. My clients will call me when oh, they're yeah. hurting. Yep. Me too. And if you, if you become that trainer, that kind of trainer to when your client feels stressed, uh, feels a pain in their body somewhere or has some kind of health issue and they come to you to help them, you've become invaluable. You've mm-hmm. become now a life guide when it comes to their health and fitness. Cause I'll have people call me and say, Hey Sal. I, you know, I went skiing and I twisted my knee, mm-hmm. you know, can I come see you? That's what you want. That's yeah. that. Can that, you help me rehab my way through this or yeah, I've had that quite a bit. Exactly. It makes it that, that right there is huge value. Or if they're really, really stressed out, I have clients, I have one lady that I train. I, I love her to death. Um, she listens sometimes. So I'll give her a shout out. Her name is Rita. Love her to death. Been training for a while. She's a surgeon. One of the best surgeons around. Very, very smart. Works very hard. And she'll come in, obviously a very stressful job. She's a general surgeon, so she works on sometimes cancers of the abdominal cavity, all those different things. And she'll come in and be like, oh, I'm so glad I'm here. Like, this is like the, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, coming to see me and work out is like the highlight of her day. If you can become that, indispensable. You're not going anywhere. You'll be their trainer for a very long time. I feel really passionate. I'm glad we we picked this one to talk about because this is something that um, I used to try and just drive into my trainer's head. And a lot of this is because it was another personal growth thing for myself. When I first started off, I had had clients right away. You know, I had clients from day one that started with me and would stay with me forever, so years. And if I were to look back and I'd actually uh, rate myself as a trainer those first five years, I've said it before that I don't think I was a very good trainer. But yet, what I had these clients that stayed with me for a year, two years, three years, and that was because I relied a lot on on my Chris. I was charismatic, and I, you know, my clients liked to come see me, and yeah, we were working out and doing things that we should be doing. So it was a win. But I wasn't that guide yet. I wasn't that person who was really, really. Uh, to me, I don't think I was a necessity. Where now I feel like when I when I train somebody, it's also it's also good for me to set those those goals because it keeps me challenging myself as a trainer because very easily I can become comfortable in a two-year training relationship where I'm training this lady and she we just love to talk and we lift our weights and we kind of bro work out and we do our thing go through the movements or whatever and we just kind of in you know and I and I feel good about myself because I know I'm they're deloading a lot of stress I'm keeping them in shape they enjoy this you know what I'm saying they learn stuff from me constantly so I would justify that being okay but I find when I, I make myself, I go like, man, I, my, this client and I have been training for about four months and we've already accomplished our goal and we really don't have exact direction. I will give direction. I will give direction because I know it'll make me a better trainer and it just ensures that. Now, I was lazy in the past because I was charismatic, but the, if you discipline yourself to be that person and you're charismatic, it's a fucking double wham. You're going to be amazing. But even, but you can still be very successful and not charismatic if you put that to the test as far as... You playing. want you want to aim to become a maven in, in what you do. You want to be the... You know, the Ooh, goal like is to... Is, isn't that a great word? You want to know... Maven. Yeah, you want to, you, want to, you want to be the person that knows the answer or knows someone that knows the answer. That's a big one too, because I learned this a long time ago. Uh, I learned a long time ago that people would really trust me if I said to them, I don't know, but I know someone who does. Mm. When I say that, guess what? I have all the fucking answers again. Dude, it's such a great, I just can't. Or you're connected to really smart, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, 
he's the I can okay, go to yeah, him yeah, yeah, and he's got the answer. You have a net, yeah, and, I, and he has a network around that's him. That's what I'm saying. Answers, yeah. Like, you know, I don't know how to yeah. I don't deal with structure. I'm not a structural professional. I'm a professional muscle, you know, muscular yeah. function. So let, I but I do have a friend that's that's an expert on yeah. that. He's a chiropractor. He's really good. Yeah, you stay in your lane and that's you're it. the expert in this lane. That's I it. I literally, and that right there will build so much fucking value. I literally definitely. was just sharing this with a trainer that I'm mentoring right now and I'm so glad you just said that right now. Yeah, that's a great th- point. Well, I just was, and I, I'm not going to say any names or anything like that because uh, I don't I don't want them to think it's something they should be embarrassed about because I think it's, it was, it's such an important thing to reiterate is that I was telling this person that uh, do not, because they were very, they were timid to like, you know, program designing and doing some stuff and they were huge Mind Pump fans you know, a fairly new trainer, only been in the industry for less than less than two, two and a half, three years. And, you know, so and smart enough to seek out for advice, listen to Mind Pump. She's a huge fan. So that asking me a lot of questions and stuff all the time. And I said, listen, do not be afraid to just associate yourself with us when you don't know an answer and and and, and admit that. No, I don't know that. But, you know, what? I'm, I mean, I'm good friends with Adam and Sal and Justin. And, you know, let me let me pick their brains and then, you know, I'll, I'll let you know what, what they think. Because we've kind of we've already, especially in the facility, of course, that I work in, I've created my I've created that authoritative position already as the trainer that everyone kind of comes and asks help to it. So instead of letting your ego get in the way and feeling like you need to know it all, and you need you you don't need to, and you don't need to have all the answers all the time, but just simply because you're associated with people that might be able to give you those answers or probably will in your industry. Then don't be afraid to do that. You'll go so much further, and you're going to learn a lot that way too. You learn a shit ton, and then you learn a little bit about each of those professions, yeah. and it helps you dis- determine who you send people to. Like I'm pretty good now at determining whether or not I need to send someone to my per- my friend who's a correctional massage therapist, or if I need to send them to a chiropractor, or if acupuncture is going to work better for them, mm-hmm. or if I have a naturopath that I can send people to. I have a, a a better understanding of that now because I've been doing it for so long. I've been working with these people. Because then when my client comes back to me and says, I saw your friend, you know, so-and-so, the chiropractor, mm-hmm. and he said this, this, and this, now I can say, associate that with their symptoms. And if I hear another client say that, I said, you know what? Yeah. I wonder if it's this, and this, and this, but let me send you to my friend. It who's reinforces a their belief in you. Yeah, absolutely. And you become and you learn so much from that. You become like I said, you become a maven. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.